what a summer it's been. Oh, guys, that's just a, like a brief snippet of a ton of things that happened this, this summer. We, we wanted to own the summer for these kids and to be able to uh, just do a bunch of different things and connect with a bunch of kids in the community. And man, it was fun. Pastor Christie had a ton going on this summer uh, between Canacuck, all the cooking, art camps, and a bunch of stuff. She could tell you all. <laughs> it's all in my brain somewhere. It's just, you know, scattered at the moment. Uh, Pastor Aaron had a lot going on with the middle schoolers, and I think high schoolers, we, we had some fun, didn't we? Yes? Okay, good stuff. Um, so this summer was a great one, and man, have we seen some amazing things come out of this summer. Uh, I'm really excited that we get the opportunity to share with you guys uh, all, the, all the things that, incredible things that are happening in the lives of our teens. Um, I have up here with me uh, Carly Glossé and and Logan Briner, uh, just to kind of share with you guys what's going on in their life. But before we start hopping into uh, the real stuff, I, I, I have a question that I have to ask, and all of us are dying to know the answer to this question. Uh, and this is true for everybody, so nobody pretend like you don't fall into this category, because I know we all, we all have one thing in particular that fits in this category. Uh, what is something that typically doesn't smell great, but you, but you like to smell. Everyone, you guys know what I'm talking about? You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What, what, what would you say? Uh, for me, it'd be the smell of sweaty horses after I ride. Sweaty animals? I didn't even know horses, horses like sweat. Do yeah. horses, horses sweat a lot? Bad. Bad? Like, with the saddle and everything. Was it, was it smell, does it smell like a, a normal human sweat, or is it? Well, because, like, horses have that smell, you know, because like, they're, like, outside and they're furry and everything. And then, like, the sweat, like, their pores are uffy, but it smells decent. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> what about you, Logan? Skunk. No. <laughs> I, I've never heard somebody who likes the smell of skunk. So, like, whenever you're driving down the road and you just get that, like, whiff where you're like, yeah, skunk. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> mine, uh, mine would be uh, sweaty socks, like my own personal sweaty socks. So, like, this was, this, was a thing, this was a thing for me, like, growing up after soccer practice, I'd come and, like, be like, oh, that ain't bad. <laughs> A lot of times I'll sniff my own, my own socks at home, and Caitlin will look at me. She's like, you just, did you just sniff your sock? That's gross. Um, <laughs> but, um, but Logan and Carly, you guys uh, have an amazing, uh, uh, unique perspective of all the things that have been happening this summer. So uh, why don't you share with us a little bit what's happening in your guys' lives, whatever, where you guys have been seeing this past summer. Um, yeah, so what happened was I brought this kid named Nathan Olson to church. I've been bringing him to church for about a year now. He's never really been any interested in all in it. He just comes for the fun of youth group. And so I take him to this camp called CIY. And uh, about, I think it was day three, we, he just is super quiet walking back to our dorms after uh, small group time. So I asked him what's wrong. And he said he feels like everything, everything is just hitting him all at once. So we go into this deep conversation and one of my friends, A.J. Thetford, he joins in, and we get really deep, and then he just bursts out in tears. And so he just, he says, um, I didn't realize how real everything was. And so I thought that was really cool to experience. And then there's another kid, Landon Howie, who I brought. He, he doesn't go to church or anything. That was his 
first time going to any church camps or anything like that. He also gave his life, and now he wants to get baptized too. That's awesome. That's so exciting. Uh, Carly, what about you? So, jeez. Hey, it's cool. Close your face. So I brought my best friend, Taylor, to CIY also, and I have been bringing her to church with me for a little less than a year now, and she grew up, like, with church in her background, but she just never had that connection with God, and she didn't like her church, and she didn't feel like she fit, so she kind of gave up on Jesus and wanting to, like, be saved, but I brought her with us, and it was the first night we had gone to, like, we got there, and we went straight to church, and we got back in our room, and she was like, this is going to be good for me. Like, this is, this is what's going to happen. And I was like, I hope so. I really do. And so then she was, like, asking to pray at night, and, like, she always, she just, like, really wanted to, she wanted to make it work, and eventually she did give her life to Jesus at the end of the week. That's awesome. So exciting. Um, In a minute, you guys are all going to get to see a video that has uh, two of their stories, uh, them telling their stories. And man, it's really exciting. We're super pumped about those. Uh, But you guys have a unique perspective from being like the people on the outside looking in to seeing life change, people close to you dedicating their life to Christ. And and so walk us through how you guys are feeling uh, in in the midst of seeing incredible things happen to people closest to you. Yeah, so I, like, have never had a friend that was, like, not from church because I'm just not a social person. And so when we became friends, I just, like, I felt awkward because I was like, I want to talk about Jesus, but I didn't know if she, like, really wanted to hear about it. So when she started coming to church, it made me, like, really happy. But then to see her at the end of the week stand up, and I didn't even realize that she had like grown that much in her faith. And to see her stand up when they asked about who had given their life to Christ that week, it just like overjoyed me so much. And I have been on cloud nine since. That's so cool. It's one of the greatest feelings. Logan, how are you, are you feeling that too, or is it? Yeah, so like, it just makes me super excited. So like whenever he was crying, it was hard to keep in my own tears because I was so happy for him. And I've been working on him for so long. And so it just makes me really excited to, for the future. That's so cool. Um, so last thing, um, we always talk about a uh, big part of our mission statement is about taking next steps in your journey with Jesus as we ex- hope that for you guys as well. Uh, you guys are also in a unique perspective of being a, inviting people in, of walking along that process with the people that you're with as well. Um, so what's next on that uh, process with you, with you guys and the people that you're working with? Um, so we all talked about doing a Bible study at Chick-fil-A once a week in the mornings before school. What better place to have a Bible study, am I right? God's chicken, filling you. Yeah, okay. And so I gave them worship bands to listen to and, like, um, devotions on the Bible app, stuff like that. That's awesome. Cool. Carly? So I definitely want to keep, like, talking to her about baptism and just like showing everybody that she is like following Christ now. And um, my other friend and I had talked about doing a Bible study once a week when like we could both like drive. And I definitely wanna invite Taylor to that because to like see her grow in her faith already has been awesome and I wanna continue that process with her. 
Awesome. So cool. Can we thank these guys for the work that they're doing in their friends' lives and in their peers? We're really excited about it. Um, do you guys, we're about to turn it over to a video where uh, a lot of our students uh, who recommitted or made the decision to follow Christ for the first time are going to share their story with you guys. And I'm super excited for you guys to see how God's moving in their lives. It was so cool to see and film and be a part of. Um, and then after that, we're going to get to celebrate baptism together. And uh, we're, one, of the, one of the girls that's in the video is getting baptized today. And uh, we'll have a couple of baptisms afterwards. But if you haven't been here before, the way we celebrate baptism, baptism is we go nuts because it's something we're celebrating. It is something exciting to be a part of. So I'm going to turn it over to the video for you guys to watch, and then we'll celebrate together. Okay. So Aiden and Maggie. Kaylin. Brayden. Landon. And so Maisha. So Taylor, tell me, would you rather be an elephant the size of a hamster or a hamster the size of an elephant? A hamster the size of an elephant. It's pretty small. What about you, Maggie? An elephant the size of a hamster. An elephant the size of a hamster because I feel like getting that, being that big would get old. Um, I would do hamster the size of an elephant because they're super cuddly and super cute. And if you're like that small, like if you're an elephant that small, you could get stepped on and stuff. So. I think I'd rather be an elephant the size of a hamster. Why? Because it'd be really cool to have like an elephant trunk, but then you don't have to, you can still fit into all the rooms. <laughs> you, you can fit into <laughs> the little jeering mouse holes. Yeah, that are but there. you could still like have a cool elephant trunk. Definitely a hamster the size of an elephant so I can have that big body. Be a big capybara. <laughs> um, probably an elephant the size of a hamster because um, I don't want like every other thing around me to be scared of how big I am. And also because just because I'm small doesn't mean I don't have the same amount of strength I did when I was bigger. Can you just imagine how cute that is? Yeah, for real, like a <laughs> small elephant. <laughs> I've been a believer my whole life and I've grown up in the church all my life. But, and I've always had faith, but I haven't really progressed. I've kind of stayed stuck. And so at CIY, I was just thinking like, is this really my faith? And then through worship, I realized it was. And now I want to live through Christ as much as I can. I think I've really, I, I've known Jesus like my whole life. Like I grew up going to church and everything. But I think um, after some certain like circumstances, or like for example, my parents divorce, I really started to lean on God more and like have grown in that the past few years. And then I just I just feel like it's the right time now. What led you guys to make the decision to follow Jesus? Um I it was just really weird. I just felt like I needed to. It wasn't something that I just like thought about doing and then like, you know, um, I just felt like I needed to do it. Uh, my family used to go to church like every weekend we were on it, every weekend. And then the church on 
right by Rice Park, that church closed. I forgot what it was called, but that one closes, so we don't really start going to church anymore. And uh, we just don't go to church. And then we started, or I started, just not really following Christ. And then a couple years ago, I see Christ on my For You page on TikTok. And I'm sure everybody's seen something about Jesus on their For You page. Started liking it, started following it a little. Then I stopped probably for a year, just lost it. And then probably like a uh, December time, I started following it back, getting back into it. And then Logan Briner invites me to go to CIY. I have like the time of my life. It was so fun. We, uh, I just really enjoyed it and wanted to do what everybody else was doing, follow Christ. <laughs> um, well, when I was little, I used to like, I mean, I grew up in the church. Like I went to church every Sunday. I went to youth group every Wednesday and was always doing things for the church. Um, and like that was just always a big part of my life um, until my dad died because then I was like struggling with my faith really, really bad. And I was just thinking like if he was as great as everybody said he was, why would he take such an important person away? And so for like two years, I struggled with that a lot until we moved to Hutch. And then I started coming to church here and um, I was like going necessarily like because I had to instead of going because I wanted to. And then I went to CIY last year and seeing how other people worshiped and seeing how people, um, like them telling their stories about the things that they've been through and how they still follow Christ through that. It like made me realize that like I'm going through some of the same things that they are and that if they are able to do it, then I can too. And then, so I started getting more into my faith again and that's when I made the decision to like rededicate my life and stuff like that, so I got rebaptized. I was thinking of doing it, and then Maggie went up to me and told me if I went and pressed the button, then, I, then she'd go up there with me. So then I asked Isaac if he'd go too, and then I went and did it. So um, originally, when I first started coming to the church, it was all because of a friend of mine, Carly. <laughs> um, and that's kind of the only reason I came here was to do something. I didn't have anything going on. So I was like, you know, I just want to get out of the house. I just want to do something. I always grew up in the church. So um, I just wanted to do it again. And I thought it was going to be really boring um, because the church I used to go to with my grandma, um, it was always like getting talked to for an hour of this verse that I knew nothing about. All the words were super confusing to me. And then I just went home and forgot everything that happened. Um, but when I actually started coming here, all of it was catered towards people my age, and I started actually understanding it and started grasping the concept more, which made me realize, like, oh, this isn't, like, boring. This isn't horrible. This isn't a torture that I was forced to go to every Sunday. Um, so I really started understanding it. I started understanding the verses. I understood how they affected me in my life, and that just made me really, like, make the decision like this is for me I feel this you know I'm gonna commit myself to God I understand this so um going to CIY I didn't really think anything of it because I already like I was like oh okay it's just gonna be like church it's gonna be like regular touch naz church that's it um, but it's gonna be a fun experience and that's it um, well I was wrong <laughs> um, I like the very first service I was like this is weird. Like, this is so odd. I've never felt that before. And then worship was 
just an experience I had never felt before. I truly felt like God working through me and normally like my hands are at my sides or like up here. They were up in the air, like fully extended. I was truly feeling God in a way I had never felt before. And all of the stories that the pastors had come and told us, I really felt on a level that I had never felt before. I connected with my group so much in a way that I don't hear. And that was just an eye-opening experience that made me realize I need to commit myself right now, right here. I started reading the Bible. I read Genesis all the way through after camp, and my goal is to read five chapters every day. And just diving into the scriptures of God can give you a better understanding. I've been watching a lot of online sermons, and then like on TikTok, little clippets of just other sermons. And it's just brought me closer than I ever have been. I don't feel like there was a specific point until I was older. Just when I was younger, I just knew that like the Bible was the truth and that I needed to follow it. And then when I got older, it really started to click like why that was. Mm -hmm. so. Um, so you're making the commitment uh, this, this Sunday, today, um, to get baptized. Or how are you feeling about that? Excited? Nervous? Or are you Both. I think I'll feel more at peace, like I won't worry so much, and I won't put myself down so much, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Like, I want to get to the point where I, I like, uh, like want to pray every, before every meal, and like, before I go to sleep and wake up. I've been doing devotionals every morning, and I've started praying before I go to sleep. Well, right now I'm pretty new to Christ, so I'll probably just, like, first off, try to make a routine, start going to church more, and then probably start praying more and correcting all my sins and my flaws right now. Where are you in your walk with Jesus, and then where do you want to be? Um, uh, <laughs> um, I just, I kind of want to be more open, like, with my beliefs and everything, and more just, like, easier to spread the gospel and everything instead of being like making it super awkward and hard to do. So I've been like reading a devotional every day and just like reading more Bible verses and um yeah. Yeah so um staying committed to it honestly in CIY I was like I'm going to journal every single um, morning session, evening session. I'm going to do all of that. I'm going to really like put my entire brain into this. And I just, I need to do the same thing here. You know, I need to journal down. I need to think about it, really understand how it connects to me in my life and start really like thinking about it. Um, so we talk about working on our faith and really investing into that relationship with Jesus. What's, what's that looking like for you? What's your next step to really dive into this relationship with Jesus? Um, well, I, like, when I'm, like, I, like, try to get to church every Sunday, and if I, something comes up and I'm not able to, then I watch the sermon online, and then every morning before, like, I do anything, I pray, and same with that night before I go to bed, and then if I have anything going on through the day, I'll pray for those things, too, and then, um, at night, I'll do, like, devotionals and stuff to help, like, just, like, look through my day and stuff, like, and the things that... I maybe not have realized, but could have been a blessing in disguise. Um, and then I also 
like come to church every Wednesday and like do the things that I need to do and try to like put myself more out there in the church. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. And we're going to celebrate what God has done. And so I want to invite you to stand as we sing the song together. And toward the end of the song, we have a couple baptisms that we're going to celebrate as well. What God has done.
may be seated. All right. How is everybody this morning? I love when we do baptisms. Girls, I'm going to hand this to you. Um, there you are. We were missing a child. We didn't know where he escaped to. Um, <laughs> you guys got to see the video of our high school and middle schoolers and a little bit of um, their trip to CIY. And um, I had the privilege of getting to go on that trip this year. I have two of my kids are in high school, so I got to go as a sponsor. And um, I just want you guys to know what they share in those videos, it's real. And I got to see that life change happen. And it's just amazing to watch God work in those kids um, when you get them in a setting like that. So um, if your kids or grandkids have never had the opportunity to do something like that, I really encourage you to send them on a trip like that. Um, but we also don't want to forget that God also works in and through our kids. And so um, I get the opportunity at the beginning of every summer we do a fourth and fifth grade mission trip. And this year um, we went to Kansas City and we got to serve in multiple places and um, just grow together in um, our study time and stuff. And so um, I brought three friends to share a little bit about our trip with you guys. So I'm going to have them share their names and their favorite part of the mission trip. My name's Aiken, and my favorite part was learning about Jesus with friends. My name's Penny, and my favorite part was serving with my friends. My name is Ainsley, and my favorite part was helping people in need. Awesome. Okay. We, I could have brought up all the kids that went with us, and they could all tell you something different that stood out to them. Um, but I brought these three up today to share with you guys one of our cool stories that happened. We were serving at a place called um, Nourish KC, and we were having trouble finding places to serve. And um, believe it or not, a lot of people get a little scared when I call and say we want to bring 25 fourth and fifth graders to serve. They're like, uh, I don't think we can do that. But um, this place, um, let us come. They serve thousands of meals weekly to homeless. And so they let us come in and roll silverware. They make it really fancy when you walk in. It looks like a restaurant. Right, kids? It was really awesome. Um, and they do, instead of just having silverware and napkins, they roll it and tie it to make it nicer for the people coming in. And so we had the task of rolling that silverware. But while we were there, um, something really cool happened. And I'm going to have Aiken share with you what happened. There was this guy at the window who was looking in. And I, I knew he was homeless. And I was like, I wanted to give him ten, my $10 for snacks. But I went to go ask I went to talk to my friends about it. I went to talk to my friends about it, and then they said that's a good idea. We should go ask Christy. Then after we went to go ask Christy, she said no first, and then we made a deal. And I told her that it that we should really. I really want to do it, and she said yes. Yep. So. Yep. So um, as so the deal. Um, the deal he made with Sander Kimke, one of the other boys on the trip, was they both had a $10 bill, and they both wanted to give it to this homeless man. And it was the only money they brought for spending money, and we hadn't gone anywhere yet, so I tried to explain to them what this meant, that when everyone else was buying things, they wouldn't have money to buy things. And so they came up with a deal that they would um, give him one of the $10 bills, and then Sander would buy Aiken something and split his $10 bill with Aiken when we went somewhere else. So that was the deal they came up with. 
And um, just to clarify, I didn't, why I said no was <laughs> not because I don't want to encourage our kids to give, uh, but we were thinking, number one, safety. I've promised to these parents that their kids would be safe with me on this trip. Um, and so going outside in this situation may not be the safest. But also, um, I didn't know if a child fully understands they react emotionally and then they kind of regret it later. And so we really talked through that. Um, and Aiken, he shared with you, he came and said, I want to. But then it changed to, Miss Christy, I have to give this to him. And so in that moment, I knew it was God working on him. It wasn't just something he wanted to do in the moment. It was God working in him. So that was really cool. Um, and then these girls are going to share with you. Penny's going to share what they did next with the coordinator who helped us there. So we thought it would be a fun idea to invite the main person there to church and she actually did come and we were all really happy about it because it's just great to have people come whenever you invite them. And then Ainsley, um, what did that do for you guys? Like, how did it make you feel to see that this coordinator that you guys invited to join us at the church we were staying at that Sunday, when she came, what did it do? Um, it feels really good, and to invite people, um, they can learn more about God. That's right. So this coordinator, she does attend church somewhere else, but the fact that the kids invited her um, meant a lot to her. And she showed up that Sunday, and her comment to us adults was, I want the kids to know that an invite never goes void. And so she wanted them to know how important it is to reach out and invite people, even if you don't know if they are churched or um, unchurched. And so the kids got to experience that. So thank you, guys. All right, so if you could pie Pastor Kent in the face, what flavor pie would you use and why? Mm, okay, <laughs> probably pumpkin pie because it doesn't always smell the best, and then he'll not smell good, so then his wife won't want to kiss him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main goal of this is to ruin, ruin Pastor Kent and Heather's marriage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what about you guys? Well, what's he allergic to? <laughs> you know, I, I don't really know what he's allergic to. Uh, definitely cherry pie, because first, I don't like cherries. Second off, he's a Broncos fan, so we like, he reps all that orange and stuff. It'll be cheese red all over his face, and it's just a mess. True. That would be, that would be good. <laughs> and then, can we draw, like, the Chiefs logo? Yeah. On his cheek? Yeah. We'll do that. That's funny. I mean, you know, since we're talking about him and his wife, I say chocolate pie, so uh, it looks like he's got poop on him. I don't think she'll want to be around him. <laughs> this past week, all three of you guys stood up whenever they asked the question, feeling a call to kingdom work, and it's so exciting, we're super excited that you guys have made that decision, 
part of being kingdom workers is actually going out to the world and uh, bringing forth God's kingdom into this world. So what does that look like for you guys? Uh, where are you feeling God's tug in your life to start pursuing kingdom work? Where, where does that look like? Yeah, so like I never really wanted to be like actually in the church like a pastor or something just because that's I don't maybe something I don't feel comfortable with but since I have always wanted to like still make an impact on people and help people I've always found like the medical field really interesting and like I just didn't know how that would like do like how I could do the same thing and still show people like God and like what he does and how great he is but then just like recently like the past year or so I kind of just realized that like praying for people when they are sick or like just helping them through things and showing them like the miracles that God gives us like is something that really can impact people and like make them realize like God is real and like like he does things in our life that change us so CIY was just kind of like that one thing that I was like like I can still like this is still something to spread the word of God like I don't have to be in the church to work to do that so that's kind of what CIY just like showed me like I can still be in the medical field and still show people like who God is so first off at uh, CIY uh, again this year, uh, they were playing Goodness of God, I think the second to last night maybe, or the night before. And you know, I had a moment with God with all my uh, struggles that I had this summer um, and just things going on. Um, it really gave me time to have a moment with God and be like, okay, I need to engage now, you know, going to college, um, being on my own, it's gonna be my own faith. And I really need to engage and take that on. So being able to talk to you uh, the next night, you know, having that what, like hour and a half long conversation is, you know, starting my process of sanctification. I mean, it's, it's pretty dang cool. Um, but going forward with that, it also has led me to, you know, not just, as I said before, not just, you know, make an impact on people like I want to do, but also um, making a spiritual impact on people. So it's going to be tough uh, going, you know, into education public schools not allowed to talk about that um, with kids and so it's really going to be tough because you can't just you know give kids a bible lesson at public school and so whether it's going to be you know starting a, a bible lesson um, after school i can do that you know having like a kind of like an fca thing for kids that you know are elementary and being able to give kids that interest or, you know, basically, if kids talk about an issue that they're having at home or something, be like, hey, can I pray for you? Stuff like that. But also this summer, and I'm dedicated to do this, is, you know, test the waters. Because, um, I mean, that's what our calling is to do. I mean, Jesus got crucified for talking about Christianity. And so just testing the waters you know risking getting in trouble maybe I mean, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go too far but you know like this summer at the uh summer camp i i mentioned you know some bible stories and then kids started asking questions and so just being able to do that 
you know, use some examples in math lessons or a reading lesson. Um, I don't know, like Moses part of the Red Sea, stuff like that. Just testing the waters because I know some parents could get mad and I could get in some pretty big trouble, but you know, it's, it's worth the risk. So uh, being a kingdom worker in education and something that, you know, I'm not necessarily allowed to do is something that I know people also have my back. Some teachers, Christian teachers would be like, you know, he was just trying to do stuff. I mean, he's not supposed to, but that's what we're, that's what we're called to do. So it's testing the waters and taking risks. And I mean, in the times we live in today, people need uh, God's word. I think uh, most kids throughout middle school and high school feel like they're too cool uh, for God or think they don't need God in their life. But, but I think that the moment that they come to church and they feel God working through them, I think that'll change their mind. So I think my call for kingdom work is to just invite kids throughout school and sports, just to invite youth group and Sundays at church and just build, build, help them build the relationship with God and grow their faith with God. Awesome. That's great. Cool. Well, guys, uh, we are super excited um, to see how God's moving in your life and um, where he's going to take you. And, um, and so uh, we're praying for you every day. And I know everybody who's watching this video now is going to be praying for you guys every day as well. So thank you so much for uh, sharing with us. Thank you. Go Cats! <laughs>
and now they get to come back to you. So if the first couple of weeks are Congratulations. A little, yeah, it's a little hectic. We're sorry, but it, it was all worth it. Trust us. Um, but we want to especially thank, thank you for all of you guys that work in education. So it's been going around social media. It's been going around. Um, we've, we're giving a giveaway right now. It's pretty big. So for 10 educators, we are giving $100 Amazon gift cards. And for one educator, they get a $500 Amazon gift card. We know that sometimes you're lacking in your rooms. You have to spend a lot of your own money to make that work. We want to help out. We want to be a church that's for you and what you do because what you do is so important. And it's not just today. It's not just with these gift cards. It is every day. You're going to have hard times this year. We're a church. We're here for you. If you're struggling, you have a tragedy, whatever's going on, we are a church that is here for you. So right now, I'm going to name off the $100 gift card winners. They do not have to be here to get it, but we are going to name it out. The $500 one, you do have to be here. So $100 gift card winners, please stand up if you're here. Ashley Vieira, Shelby Augustine, Jennifer Keller, Michelle Abernathy, Abby Webb, Lisa Duke, Alexis Comley, Jen Sand, Sandell, Carrie Wellman, and John Neal. If you're here, please stand up. Thank you. Thank you so much. And they just need to go where to get that afterwards. So right as soon as we're done here, meet me at the welcome desk right in this lobby, and I'll have your gift cards to you. Now, the $500 one. This is Before the that, one. though, if you're watching online or you heard those names, they're getting that. They don't have to be here. So we'll mail those out, or they can come by the office. So we want to make sure that those who earn their $100, they get it. So we'll make sure that they get it if yeah. their names are mentioned. Absolutely. Now, this one, this is the big one. This is the $500 gift card. You have to be here. And we, we've, we went through the list, so there's a couple we don't know about. Is there a Janie Patterson here? Okay. We did a seven-deep list on this yes. one. So. so we've gone through most of them. I know this person's here. Oh, really? I know this person's here, and I, I want to see a lot of excitement coming out. But it is Jolene Ibera. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, to get that $500, you have to come up and teach a three-minute lesson as you... No, I'm just kidding. It's no strings attached. Congratulations, Jolene. We, we are so excited for you. Yeah, and with that, we don't want any of you that work in education to go away empty-handed. So, as a thank you, right now, if you're in education, please stand up. Go ahead that's if you're a custodian, up. that's if you work in the yeah. office, that's whether you work at the lunch line. If you work in education, if you're a homeschool teacher... If you're a private school teacher, public school teacher, any of that, if you're in education, you're making an impact on your young people, we want to thank you and recognize you. Please stand. So we've got our ushers coming around, and they're going to give you guys $7 gift cards. Your first coffee of the year as you're heading in, we want it to be on us. So they're Scooter's gift cards just to say thank you. We understand how hard it is, and we are here for you. And last year, they were $5 gift cards, but there's a thing called inflation, I guess, going around. So we decided to make sure that you could cover that, that uh, uh, at least one drink tomorrow. So we, can we say thank you? Can we just clap and say thank you to all our educators, all those? Please stay standing until you get your card.
Please stay standing because we don't know until you get your card. Yeah, we want to make sure all of you get one. We got another one. We don't want to make you stand forever. Hey, Cassidy, up here, or Sam. There, there you go. Perfect. Is that everyone? Got another one right here? Got another one standing? That's my neighbor. Stand up. Oh, you are standing. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> all right. I only can do that with my neighbors, I guess. So, anyway. Hey, we love all of you. I just hope that you are encouraged to start your first day of school tomorrow knowing that there is hope for our future when you see young people like this and what God is doing in them. Thank you for the impact you're making, and we just want to partner with you and encourage you in every way that we can. Would you all stand today, and I want to pray for our students and our educators as they go back to school this week, okay? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these uh, young people, first of all, today, for what you're doing in their lives. Thank you, God, for the testimonies we heard, and thank you for the encouragement it gives us and the hope it gives us. Uh, thank you, Lord, for a church, Lord, that is for the next generation that sacrifices maybe some of their music styles and other things so, uh, and, and, and sacrifices their money so that, Lord, that they can see these life change, these things happen. So thank you for a church that is for the next generation. Um, Lord, thank you for our, all those in our educators, whether principal, whether teachers, whether in the lunch line or whether custodian or whether in the servant in the office or whether homeschool teacher, private school teacher, public school teacher. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for every single one of those that are impacting the young people and the next generation. We know they have tough work and a hard job, but Lord, may they be encouraged, even in their lowest times, to remember that we believe in them, we're for them, that you're for them, and Lord, we're so thankful that they're standing in the, in the gap and they're making a difference. They may not always see, as we sang earlier, they may not always see that you're working, but Lord, today is reminders that you are working even when we don't see it. So thank you. Bless all of our students as they go this year into their classrooms. Lord, I just pray that you'd bless them. Let them be a light that shines in the darkness. And Lord, we just believe you got way more to do and you're going to do much more. And we just love you today, and we give you all the praise. And all God's people said, amen. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next week.